Hey, it's Andrew. Just quickly before we start this episode, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, the Secure Ventures Podcast. The host, Kyle McNulty, interviews cybersecurity founders about what they are building. I enjoy it because Kyle focuses on their technology, what it solves, why they build it, where it fits in the market. Also, listeners can understand the why of these startups. In some ways, it's a great compliment to my own podcast, where I focus on the go-to-market side, not on the technology side. He's had some great guests on recently, for example, the CEO of Reality Defender, when they talked about the ins and outs of deep fate detection. Uh, he's had the co-founder and CEO of Ghost Security, and also the co-founder of Radical, Chris Peterson, who was incidentally a founder of Logarithm, where they talk about the role of AI in the SOC. This is not a paid promotion. I just simply enjoy what Kyle is doing with his interviews and get a lot out of them. Check it out. It's the Secure Ventures podcast. Now on with this episode. Don't let your regular sales team meetings bore everyone that attends. Use these three tips to make them interesting, make them fun, but most importantly, make them valuable. Welcome to the podcast and YouTube channel as well. We're at the end of April 2020, in the middle of the lockdown for the COVID-19 pandemic. Getting through it, it seems like there's a little bit of a, uh, what's the word, relaxing of the rules going on. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. We're looking, obviously, at this in real time. If you're watching this or listening to this in the future, you'll know how things panned out. Hopefully, we're on the right path to, to come out of this and get things back to a new normal, whatever that new normal will be. And as always, huge thanks out to everyone in the, I guess, the economy who's doing what they can to keep things going. All the uh, Uber Lyft drivers, the DoorDashers, the Instacarts, the food delivery people, people at restaurants cooking for to-go and for delivery. All you folks are, are working hard in probably pretty tough circumstances. And of course, all our healthcare professionals who out there in the front lines doing what they can. You know, huge sacrifices being made by all these people to try and get us back to the place we want to be and, and back onto more of a, a level setting out there. So today's topic is your regular sales team meeting, or as it's known by reps around the world, a great time to do email. And that's really the thing, right? I mean, it's, it's become, it can become anyway, a thing that you feel like you have to do becomes a little bit rote, it becomes a little bit boring. And because of that, you know, this vicious circle happens where the more boring it is, or the more rote it is, the more the sales team kind of switch off, the more they switch off, the more rote it is. It's just a vicious cycle, right? At the end of the day, this is an expensive call, right? It's an expensive meeting if you're in person. You got all your expensive reps on there, you get yourself. There's probably some virtual team members as well from other parts of the company on the call. And that makes it an expensive call that needs to be treated like that. It needs to be planned for properly. There needs to be thought going on to make it as valuable as possible. So if you are in that situation, here are just three tips to try and get yourself out of that rut and make this call more interesting, more fun, and more valuable for your team. The first one is around inspecting engagement. Now, this is tough. And I, I've sat there on calls where the leader is like, come on, guys, you know, cut me some slack. Talk to me kind of thing, right? But I think if you're very intentional about it, you can actually do get a lot of engagement going. A couple of things about it. First of all, these days, if you are remote or the team is remote, 
I would encourage you to make it mandatory that video is switched on. And I've worked for at least one, maybe two people who made that the rule and actually wouldn't start the call until every video thing was on. And almost without exception, you know, there was no real excuses allowed. And he didn't, that one didn't do it to be a real pain in the ass. He did it for two reasons. One, he knew that if they knew that he knew he was watching on the video, it's less likely they're going to be doing a whole bunch of things in the background for one. But secondly, you know, it's just more engaging anyway, right? You can see your teammates, you can see facial expressions. You, if you're talking, you can see their reaction and all the rest of it. If they're listening, they can see the person who's talking. It's just a much better environment to create a bit more connectedness, if that's a word, and engagement as well. So that's one, you know, if you can, video on. Secondly, involve others, involve the team in setting the agenda to make sure, or the focus of the call, to make sure that it's valuable for them, right? If they feel like they're more in control, rather than just rocking up at whatever it is, nine o'clock on a Monday morning, if they feel like they're in control of what happens in these calls, they're going to be much more invested in making them a success. Another thing is to get engagement actually in the call itself is ask questions. Now, I I know that's not a new idea, right? But don't do the, someone talks for five minutes and then you do the, so what do people think? Or does anyone have any feedback? Or anything like that, right? You'll be very specific about these questions that are asked. So what I'd encourage you to do, let's say someone talks for five minutes, rather than just throw it open, what you could do is say, John, you know, I'm interested, you know, your big deal at this company, how would this play out or be useful for you in that deal? right? So you've actually set the expectation you're going to call on someone. You're not calling them out. You're drawing them into the conversation, right? And you're very specific about the question you're asking. So it's not a, oh, sure, it sounds great kind of answer. It's got to be a thoughtful answer as well. And you'll be, you'll be amazed how just doing that very specific thing is going to draw more people in to the conversation. And what will happen is the answer you get back will be more interesting. And then someone else might come in and ask another question or ask them a question or give another thought. And suddenly that engagement happens. Now, this all sounds well and good, but how do you start down this path if you're on, if you're having these calls where it's a little bit dull and no one's talking? How do you do that? I think that what you have to do is you draw the line, right? So maybe what you do on your one-on-ones with your team is to say, okay, on the first call of next month, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make this call more interesting for you, more valuable, more engaging. I need your input on, on what this is, what it's going to be. So how do you do that? One of, the, one of the ways I encourage you to do it is to not just ask for ideas. It's not a terrible way to do it, but not just ask for ideas, but be specific. So you can say at the end of your one-on-one, perhaps you can say to, you know, John, your rep, John, you know, be completely honest with me. You know, don't sugarcoat it. I can take whatever answer you give me. On a scale of one to 10, where would you rate our, our regular team call that we do? And he might say five, or he might want to be kind and say eight, whatever it is. He'd say, okay, you know, thanks for being honest. Now, what would it take in your mind for this call to be rated a nine or a 10, right? And he just kind of, they've, they've identified the problem because they said it's a low number. And now they're part of the solutions. You've drawn them in to figure out, well, what could happen on this call to, to, make it, to make it more useful for them? So that's one thing to do in terms of you know, drawing the line. The second thing is to say, I'm literally going to call on people. And I'm not trying to call you out. I'm trying to draw you in. And I expect everyone from this Monday onwards or this call onwards to be ready to take part. Right? So you've set the expectation you're going to do it. 
and then you follow through, obviously, and make sure that's what you actually do do. So that's how to get more engagement. Second idea is give the call a focus, right? You've got an agenda for sure, but have a focus for the call. You know, too often it's the regular Monday morning call, and it's a bit of a kind of you know generic. Well, we're going to talk about this or that or you know whatever it might be. It's a little bit generic, right? If you're if you're running this expensive call, can you have a, have a focus every single week? It might be the same focus for a month or maybe even the quarter, right? But everyone goes into it knowing I don't know the the, the first Monday of the month the focus is. I don't know, building pipe or something like that, right? Or it might be, you know, this whole month it's all going to be about the, the building pipe team call. And almost everything that happens on the call is all about building pipeline. That's who the guests, the guests are going to talk about. That's what you're going to talk about. That's what the team's going to be talking about. Things like that, right? So give it some focus so that it's got more value, right? The more focus you give, the more value it is. The less you just genetically throw things at people, then the less value they're going to get the more you do that. So give it some focus, especially if you've got a team working on something. Let's say you've entered the quarter with a pretty light pipe. Maybe it is a, a pipeline generation call, and it's not about calling people out about their pipeline. It's about ideas and approaches and new use cases and things like that to really help them succeed. And the third thing I would say is, and this is especially true if it's a remote call, is how can you draw people in by making it a bit more interesting, a bit more personal? Now, I'm sure you've been there before. Usually, often what happens is everyone starts dialing in, maybe around about the, the time the call starts. Some coming a little bit late, a couple coming a little bit early, and there's a bit of banter. But as more people join the call, it kind of goes silent. And then as the leader starts, everyone's kind of in silent mode, right? So it's already pretty dull, right? And then the leader will then start saying whatever the, the agenda is and kind of go from there. Very dry, right? It can be very dry if you do it like that. Now, I, I worked for one, one sales leader. He was a North America sales leader with about, I don't know, I'd imagine 50 to 80 reps on this call. And he would start every call with music, right? So the first, you just knew that at the top of the hour, there was a song would play for the first two or three minutes. It was kind of handy if you're a little bit late because you knew you were going to you know, come in a couple of minutes late and there was music playing. But what he did was, it wasn't him choosing the music. He would actually, you know, first of all, the first time he ever did it, he would say, you know, I'm going to nominate John the rep in Florida, let's say. And then, so next week, John would come up with his song and play it. And he might ask him, hey, that's a great song. I love it. Why did you pick it? Is there a story behind it? Right, something like that. And then he would say, John, you pick the person for, for next week. So then it would be kind of owned by the sales team. And you get a bit of banter, right? Different regions kind of, you know, calling each other out, things like that. And it was kind of a fun way to do it. So maybe a song might be a good way to do it. Another one might be set an expectation that you're going to devote the first five or 10 minutes of the call to your know, sales stories from the week before, right? And you can either do it as a bit of a free-for-all or you can maybe nominate someone, right? Because then they can pull from maybe not the week before, but the month before, right? Recent ones. And they can come with a war story, a funny story, a stupid thing that happened out in the field, whatever it might be, right? And it kind of, you know, there might be a lesson in there or it might just be hilarious what happened to them. This is a really cool thing to do if, especially if you've got one of these conversation analysis tools like Gong or, or Chorus or one of these guys in there because you can actually draw from that. I was at one company and you know, some of the cold calls that were recorded that, that went a bit longer were hilarious, right? Both you know the prospect being a complete pain in the ass or the sales rep screwing up, wherever it was. There were some really good ones and we used to play those on these calls and 
and it was fantastic, right? It made it, you know, drew everyone in, everyone was laughing. And it was never at the expense of someone, right? If they were, if someone was a bit embarrassed, I would ask them beforehand, would you mind if I played that call where you, you screwed up? But if, if we give it to them to do, then it's not a problem, right? But it was a really funny way to do it. So, so that might be a good way to do it, sales stories. Another way to do it is kind of like the music, but you ask a rep each week to be the, be the question asker. Right. So they, what they might do is to say, you know, start the call. OK, Jimmy's the question person today. Jimmy, what's your question? And then Jimmy's going to have a question for the team. Right. And that could go many different ways. It could be a, a silly question. Right. What do you do on your 10th birthday? Or what was the worst? I don't know. The worst thing you ever did at sports at high school or something like that. Right. Or it could be more serious. Right. What was your biggest loss? What was the biggest mistake you made on, on a sales call in the last month? Right. And then you people start answering and drawing in and create a bit of engagement. Some people can be very, very vulnerable and transparent. Some people can be very funny. It's funny. You know, it's a good way to kind of draw it in. But importantly, don't you be the person, you know, thinking up the question each week. Again, sign it out and then have, have Johnny nominate someone else for next week. Things like that. Get some engagement going like that. So there's lots of different things that you can do like that to try and get that fun bit going as well. The less dry it is, the more emotionally connected people are to their teammates, but the call itself and what happens. And if you do it at the start, it's a great tone setter for that call. So there you go. Three tips for making your regular sales call more interesting, more fun, and more valuable, which is probably most important. Now, the trick is don't try and do all three in one go. Pick one of those and start right now. If this is midweek and your call's coming up, start this week, right? Figure out how you can start implementing some of these things in your call and go from there. And once you get the first one done, then try something new again and try something new again. And take these ideas or maybe you got a whole bunch more yourself. Try something new. But remember, this is an expensive call. Make sure your team find it valuable. This episode is sponsored by Sales Bluebird. Most of us want to get better at what we do, but most of us don't have the time to keep up with all the latest sales ideas and leadership ideas in the blogs, podcasts, and news articles every week. Sales Bluebird helps you get just 2% better each and every week. It gives you one thought from me, two quotes from others, and three sales leadership articles once a week in your email inbox for free. Sign up right now at salesbluebird.com. It would mean a lot to me and to the continued growth of the show if you'd help get the word out. So how do you do that easily? There are two ways. Firstly, just simply send a link to a friend. Send a link to the show, to this episode. Um, you can email it, text it, Slack it, whatever works for you and is easy for you. The second way is to leave a super quick rating. And sometimes that can seem complicated, so I've made it as easy for you as I can. You simply have to go to ratethispodcast.com slash cyber. That's ratethispodcast.com slash cyber. And it explains exactly how to do it. Either of these ways will take you less than 30 seconds to do, and it will mean the world to me. So thank you.